The headlines, the headlines on Metro FM Talk. Seven minutes before 8 p.m. It's our headline segment here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, tonight uh, we uh, check in with the latest coming out of uh, the uh, uh, Western Cape, out in Cape Town. Public violence and rioting, we understand, flaring up in Hout Bay. This morning, uh, as a result of the uh, impound of unroadworthy and unlicensed minibus taxis. Now, the city's safety and security department said road closures on Victoria Road towards Hout Bay Police Station, as well on Main and Princess Roads, were in place from 8 a.m. this morning. They've also reported that the South African National Taxi Council, Santaco, uh, in the Western Cape, is planning a taxi shutdown next week, Monday and Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, there was also an expectation that the MMC for mobility in Cape Town, Dale and Mitchell, uh, was uh, expected to meet uh, with uh, the uh, Cape Town taxi industry earlier on today. To tell us uh, the latest insofar as this is concerned, joined on the line by the General Secretary of Cordeta, one of the taxi associations there, Ngaba Enge. Good evening. Welcome. Good evening, sir. Uh, I'm glad to hear from you. Yeah, Pila, how's the manjin? Eh, right, it's just a good one. Right? Ah, she's well. She's well. As big as Yeah. Pragnaba, I want us maybe for the benefit of some of our listeners who might not be familiar with, uh, you know, the running, and I must call this, call it this, the running battles between yourselves as taxi operators and the city of Cape Town. What's the story here? What's happening? Because this is not the first time we are having a discussion about a standoff between taxi operators and the city. Kasanda ko apagul province. Oh, kolom se kas glungil, glungil. O tuela lom na zungoko. No, no, that's why yes, yes. Okay, no glungil. Yeah. Eh, u u u timbi we 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 wengabano. It's not ingabano per se, but I just want to to uh, to to explain to our listeners mm. about the challenges that we're experiencing in the province. Sure, sure. Yes, regarding impoundment and uh, regarding the bylaws that uh, have just just been introduced by the city of Cape Town, uh, we view this as a way of oppressing us because these bylaws they are saying that if your van is overloaded, then it will be impounded. If someone is smoking in a van, it will be impounded. If there may be the number plate, uh, has, there's something wrong, the number plate is not uh, put on the van, then the van will be impounded. So we are saying that all these things that are mentioned in the bylaw has got nothing to do with the van itself. And we are not encouraging uh, our drivers to overload. We are not saying so. But the question of overloading, I was mentioning it, trying to see the comparison between the taxi, which is the quantum, and the bus, because we've got got an arrow that you see people standing, but that bus will never be stopped by the traffic officers on the road. And the question is why? It's that so. 
So this is the way I see so as business here. And I would assume you've had dialogue with uh, the authorities. And when you do have that dialogue, I mean, Sivile, apparently there was supposed to be a discussion between yourselves and the MEC earlier on today. Um, how do you resolve these things via dialogue before there's a need for these operations and crackdowns that disrupt your own operations? Yeah, we, we had a much uh, some time ago and whereby we submitted the petition to the Premier, mm. and the Premier promised us that he is going to set a task team that is going to work hand-in-hand hand with us as a taxi industry uh, in order to look at our challenges. But that never materialized up until today. And uh, the response that we received from the office of the minister is that... Um, Impounding is in the National Land Transport Act, and they have nothing or they can do nothing about it. But what we are saying here is that we are not saying that the impoundment must be scrapped off, but at least there should be reasons in order to impound, and not the reasons that they are putting to us now. And another thing is the question of uh, fees that we pay in the Western Cape. If you van, for instance, in Poland for the first time, you pay 7.5. For the second time, you pay 10,000. For the third time, you pay 15,000. And for the fourth time, uh, the government of the Western Cape says that you will, uh, they will confiscate and you forfeit that quanta, you know. And the question is, whose quantum is that? Who paid for that quanta? So, these are what are the laws that are implemented uh, in in the Western Cape. So, uh, and again, we go any indo as moto is we are pounding over na any moto umdu una yo inye yonja ye na no sapoloache itataba na nabaki baso skori. And once la moto is impounded, the livelihood in that house changes mm. immediately mm. and uh, the question is who is going to take that child to school who's going to put bread on the table so these are challenges that we have and the government of the western Cape, unfortunately does not or is not willing to sit uh, down with us on the table and try to find a reasonable way in order to solve these issues so, so I'm sitting here asking myself, I guess there are two issues here. On the one hand, there is a compliance with some of the laws that have been set um, and I guess the subsequent impounding by the city. And then you are also talking about the fallout and the implications of disruptions, not just for the operators themselves, but for many of the commuters uh, who are reliant on the operators to get between their homes and their places of work. How do we resolve this impasse? Because with the city um, as, as operators, and similarly the city is also saying, you know, what's happening here? This is a challenge uh, uh, that because uh, we are not given uh, operating licenses, you know, because most of these events will be impounded and, and the reason will be that they don't have operating licenses. Yet people applied for operating licenses, but they are not given it. 
And uh, this is uh, or starts from the issue of um, surveying, whereby a person will come from the city of Cape Town and survey in a taxi rank for that particular route, you know, and come up with conclusion that so many operating licenses are needed in that particular route. But the question is that these vans are there operating every day, taking these commuters to their uh, working place and back. Why they are not all given the operating licenses? Like we still run short of so many operating licenses in our association in the Western Cape, in all the regions. And and when you speak to the administrative part of the transport authorities in the city, but it could is a Pumas license. They will claim that survey has been done. And uh, their conclusion is that this is so many uh, uh, permits that are needed in that particular route. And I'll tell you why I say that. Mm. The last time I spoke to around the issue and one of the issues the Western Cape you know, government at the time and even the city of Cape Town was saying is that part of the issue there is around this saturation around specific routes on certain routes. What is your view on that? Because if they are saying, well, we've issued out what our survey suggests are the maximum number of licenses. If we issue out more licenses, there will be the same issues of saturation between La Ruta and that might lead to much more violence and even the killing of commuters in the crossfire. What do you say to that? Because the issue that you're raising of saying the permits are not coming out, law enforcement is then impounding your vehicles, you are saying can be resolved by the issue of more permits, but we know the issue of more permits might give rise to more conflict between yourselves as taxi operators. Because Mm. In time, we for operating license. In this, operating license, it is a motor operator. There is no such because of the motor operator. Indo operating licenses must operating license. operating license. as the two associations. Maybe just explain that. No, in London, you are last year. Who was the Blue and Open Seven? Who was the actually Yonke, Indo Yepis, in the Sandako, good province, Yonke, 
indoba uma kube kubisi apa ende nyani ikona londeleyo no no i appreciate that uh, and i think we must welcome and commend the peace process but i want yeah. us to go back to umbuzo wam umbuzo wam what is the nub of the conflict or the crux of the conflict that happened we're not saying the conflict is still ongoing but we're saying when there was the conflict what gave rise to the conflict and is and is it not is it not contestation around routes that are limited and a fight because there are a lot of vehicles on either side of the associations that are fighting for space in those routes okanya say puta no sometimes it's it's a misunderstanding here and there and that does not mean that um there there there, there is over saturation it's just a misunderstanding whereby maybe i'm am taking people from say nyanga to berra mm. and all of a sudden um mr ayabonga will also come and take people from the same route you know sure, sure. and that will then be a an, an a misunderstanding that will at the end of the day con- I mean, create a, a conflict you know mm. and and those are the things that we are trying to resolve then as sandako it working hand in hand of course with our regions sure sure so so then must we like ngokulen ngabano nayo with the city how is that going to be resolved because we understand that you are supposed to meet with the city today the city itself ngathi izilungisela elibayiza ukuba unoxabana nani how do we resolve this because i think many of the commuters abakweli that are listening to us here uh, are quite concerned about what implications this is going to have on particular routes Uh, firstly on the issue of how they if you are referring to that issue yes sir yeah i am not aware uh, uh, we are not aware actually as a executive of santaco because it's something that happened today so we still need to engage the region which is kata and find out more details about what happened actually today in in hope So 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 by tomorrow at least we'll engage the region and find out more details about what happened there. Uh there are then issues I don't know if I can jump to what will happen next week or why we are staying away for Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, that's fine sir. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> the issue at hand uh one is the issue of the bylaws that we are saying they need to be reviewed mm. which I already uh, mentioned. and the, those are bylaws they go hand in hand with empowerment of course then the other issue is the issue of blue dot uh blue dot was a pilot project which was introduced the, last year mm. um, then uh, the government when they introduced it they say that this is a pilot project that we are going to pilot on 880 quantums if it's effective then we'll be able to expand it and it was really a piloted on those number of vans and the results was very good in that pilot project because the system that has been installed in those vans is very good in such that when the van um, crosses the red lights then that that van uh, will be able to be detected and when the van uh, crosses the line without indicating and the hash breaking all those things are detected by the system that is installed meaning that it reduces uh, the issue of speeding and it um, increases the issue of safety on our commuters then we're saying that let 
this project to be expanded instead of being terminated as it is now. Because we receive a letter that the project will be terminated uh, at the end of November. You know? Mm. So we think that it must proceed because this is a model that has been introduced by the government of the Western Cape for the taxi industry uh, to be at least subsidized, you know? Because if you look at the country at large, the taxi industry is not subsidized. But coming back to the Western Cape, we are ferrying 1.5 million uh, passengers per day. We are given zero subsidy. Golden Arrow is in the same province, uh, transporting 240,000 commuters per day, and they are given 1.2 billion per year. And my city is given 1 billion, ferrying about 35,000 people per day. So that is unfair if you look at it, because when we transport these people, remember we are contributing to the economy of the province and as a, of the country at large. We are helping the government, you know, in where the government cannot be able to reach. That is where we are reaching as a taxi industry. And therefore, we need to be recognized as such. Mm. For tonight. Uh, pleasure speaking to you. I really appreciate it. And uh, I think maybe just as we wrap up, uh, to many of the commuters uh, whose uh, travel schedules are going to be disrupted over the next uh, a few days or so, uh, what would that message be? Okay, I want to thank you so much uh, for this call. But I want to tell our commuters that we have already issued the notices that they need to look for alternative transport on Monday and Tuesday, as the taxes will be packed at home. No vans will be on the road. Thank you so much. Yeah, that there was uh, Prangaba Eng speaking to us. Uh, he speaks as the deputy chairperson in the Western Cape of the South African National Taxi Council, Santaco, also with Codetta there, where he is the general secretary.